0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Not So Young, Dumb and Broke podcast. We'll be bringing you a weekly series of podcasts in which we interview inspiring entrepreneurs from a range of different industries. I'm Josh.
1: And I am also Josh.
0: And without further ado, we'd like to introduce you to our first guest, Dan.
1: Hi guys, my name is
0: Dan.
2: I'm the founder of Alpaca, um, which we're pivoting now to be a platform for easy discovering the best locations, tours and experiences matched to your interests anywhere in the world.
0: Amazing. Um, Do you want to just go into a bit more detail about where Alpaca's come from and and, uh, kind of how you launched, things like that?
2: Yeah, so I started in university. Um, We originally created a platform for meeting others whilst travelling. And then we realised that people wanted to have a profile of all their adventures. And we changed to sort of a travel social network around travel blogging. So think of Instagram, but travel blogging. Um, We built that up to over 10,000 users, people creating thousands of blogs, and um, we realised we couldn't scale massively, uh, because the retention wasn't there. You know, people were only travelling once every six months, or three months. So it wasn't like Instagram where people could post every single day. Yeah. Um, so the platform was kind of flawed in that sense, we couldn't scale to millions of users, um, like we wanted to, um, purely because of that reason. So now we're using that to sort of add value to this new platform we're building, um, which allows people to discover the best 12-day tools, the best day experiences, the best blogs, videos, using machine learning matched their interests anywhere in the world.
0: Amazing. So you mean by that kind of people were downloading it and using it when they were traveling and then, but but you're kind of trying to transition towards a more kind of um, where people would go onto the app to find experiences and, and, and book them as well?
2: Yes, yeah, so obviously, as a social network, there's no revenue model until you scale to millions and millions of users. And to get there, you need millions and millions of investment. So that's why I lived in Silicon Valley for a while. Um, so, so yeah, so and it's there's no revenue model. So you can't plow money into marketing. You have to allow a viral growth to happen. Um, so the you know, user loves it, they tell their friends, and it just goes on and on and on. Um, so we, yeah, it's almost impossible to pull it off. Obviously, only like five, 10, 15 companies in the world have ever done it. Um, so unfortunately we just couldn't do it due to the nature of the platform Like the retention wasn't there because you know, people couldn't use it daily because they're not traveling all the time or creating yeah. blunt all the time. Um, so yeah, failure is a big part of entrepreneurship and it's all about learning and changing. So obviously now we're changing. So the revenue models in there and we've got over 35,000 tools we're bringing in. And so we're matching them to our users' interests so you can easily discover the best the world has to offer
1: basically. wow. how are you making all your revenue? Is it through ads on your? On your app or what other ways are you making your revenue so as i
2: said we're pre-revenue um so previously we raised half a million dollars investment so we use that try and build the social network um and yeah really okay but nothing major to you know, millions of users we needed to raise you know the next sort of five million uh round so that's why now we're pivoting um so yeah bringing in over thirty-five thousand 000 tours we take 10 percent commission and a two dollar booking fee um, so yeah, we've completely changed course from where we were first going, um, due to, uh, the fact you know, we couldn't scale at what we did originally.
0: I, I guess that's a long way from, uh, the, the initial idea you had when you were at Cardiff university, is, is that right?
2: Yeah, <laughs> well it started off being kind of like Tinder for meeting others when traveling. So yeah, <laughs> very <laughs> different. um, but do you look at every single company in the world? They've always pivoted massively, uh, like. You know, For example, you know, uh, Instagram used to be a game called Bourbon where you could just add photos and they stripped it down and just focused on that. Um, there's plenty of other examples of companies which have completely changed over the course of their lifetime. So that's the most important thing when you're pitching for investment. Um, the investors are investing in the team, not necessarily the idea, because the idea is going to change a lot. Um, trust me, it always does um, because you the market changes technology changes um you can't find exact product market fit it's not scalable so oh, it's always shifting changing to until you find it and then you can grow obviously if you don't find it then you go bust so but then you start something in you anyway so yeah so, so, an entrepreneur
0: so when you're going into a pitch do you, do you often kind of pitch the team like as much as you would the idea is that some, something that's like important to you and alpaca
2: yeah so when you pitch you have your pitch deck so you know 12 sl- simple slides showing the problem the solution the market um and all the key uh points of, of the company um but the most important slide there is the team slide um so that's why it's really important for especially first-time entrepreneurs to have really good advisors or board advisors on that um so that's what i did it's what those of my friends have done who've raised you know we've all raised millions between us um so so yeah it's good to have that strong team um if the co-founders all that strong so you know if you just finished university um the best thing to do is to get you know people who've had 20 30 years big names who can look really nice on the board to really add value to you so yeah that's what we did with tyler Droll from who started yik yak um, which was worth 400 million after Uh, one year so we brought him on so yeah to make us look better as previously i was you know
1: i I was just a graduate i had nothing to really show for so (laughs) yeah when you were first starting up did you have any inspirations? Was anyone inspire you to start it up? Or was it just an idea that came from university that you thought you wanted to run with? Um. Yeah, I always
2: wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, I've always had little ideas I was running and you know, little ways of making money. Um, but yeah, I what really inspired me was Yik Yak's story. So I don't know if you guys are too young to remember this. Um, no, but when I was don't like... Don't you do? Remember. No. You okay. When I was in my first year of university in 2014, um, this was one of the biggest social networks out there, um, basically anonymous messaging um, on a university campus. So everyone was posting funny things, what's happening. Um, and it went viral across the UK and America. Um, and they had huge guerrilla tactic marketing campaigns where they had people promoting in each university, giving out those free stickers and ball openers and everything. Um, and they, yeah, they raised 74 million in funding um, over one year.
0: Um, so, so when yeah. you say guerrilla tactics, like they weren't playing by the book, they were just kind of, kind of getting, um, people on board on each campus and just doing it rogue sort of thing.
2: Yeah. I think they, they bought a, a double decker bus, um, had like a big vinyl of their brand on it, and then just went from literally campus to campus. Um, just giving out, you know, millions of pairs of socks and all this stuff. <laughs> and they just went, it just exploded with growth. Um, it's nice. really cool to so see that That's what first of all, we go. in. I also you know, love the stories of, of viral growth um, you know, from other companies in Silicon Valley, like Instagram, uh, Pinterest, and all the others. Um, so yeah, I, I was fascinated by them. So that's probably what inspired me at the start. And obviously now we've realized that pulling off a social network is almost impossible. So that's why we're pivoting to a more you know, generic business approach with the booking of tours. Um, so yeah, we're launching the new app in the next uh two months i think so we'll have two basically we've got the original alpaca social you know blogging platform and then you've got the new platform which is discovering you know the best tools and experiences
0: would you would you would they keep the same name those two would, will it be out or will you maybe shift one to something else or
2: yeah the the tool the one's got a new name um it's not set in stone
1: so i don't want to tell yeah, you no, no,
0: no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> don't want you giving away like trade secrets on, on the podcast
1: <laughs> uh you have many big awards under your belt do you have a specific one that you would find you think is your favorite from your experience
2: um, yeah i mean yeah i think awards are quite good just to make yourself sound better than you are um so <laughs> <laughs> it's always good for you know when you're starting off in a business if you can get some of these awards especially out of university it just levels you up and makes people think you know more highly of you rather than just being a random graduate. Um, so the two that stick out is just after I graduated, um, we won the Boom, Boom competition with Richard Branson. So I had breakfast with him in London. Um, and that's what really set us going with raising investment because before then I was just a graduate. After that, you know, I basically used his name to back up who what we were doing and who we were. Um, but the big one for me is top 10 entrepreneurs under 25. Um, and I'm 25 now, but I got it when I was 23, I think. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. Um, so Yeah, they're probably the top two.
0: Do you, Do you know where any of the other guys from the um, that were in that top 10 have, have gone? Or do you, are you in touch with any of them? Or
2: uh, I, don't, I never actually met any of them. Um, it was just it was done by Bohurst, which is a big financial company. They basically. Um, put the list together um yeah i did look at all of them and and yeah they're they're doing very well i think a lot of them have raised their series a plus so they've raised you know five million odds more or more um so yeah they're all doing very well
0: good to hear (laughs) um that leads us on to uh silicon valley it's something we we wanted to ask you about um your experiences over there and, and what it was like to kind of live amongst so many kind of talented minds kind of ideas everywhere like it's a complete hive of activity, isn't
2: it? Yeah. So I'll take a, a few months back before I go there, because there's a good story about how I got there. Yeah. Um, so when we, we, we launched the original version of the platform all over Europe and Southeast Asia. So myself and a team of 12 traveled for you know, overall about five, six months, um, promoting to thousands and thousands and thousands of our earliest users, um, getting them on the platform, learning from them. Um, so after that, or in the middle of that, just after the Europe campaign, um, we raised uh, £320,000 investment. Um, so 70 came into the bank, but £250,000 um, was coming in in like a few months time. So we increased our team, launched in Southeast Asia, um, and the 250000 was coming from a high net worth in India. So we were working with our lawyers, his lawyers, the UK government, Indian government, even some of my friends actually knew him in India. So there's good connections between us um so yeah he kept promising us don't worry in two weeks i'll be in in two weeks in two weeks in two weeks uh, soon enough two months four months six months came by and our bank account just kept going and then hit zero uh, and then at that point i had 12 people working for me and i was just you know pulling my hair out like oh no what's gonna happen now um so what i did was i started to take on debt whilst i was pitching for more investment So I borrowed money from friends, family, owed team members wages um, and I just, you know, kept pushing and pushing and pushing, wasn't getting anywhere with the investment front. Um, So that's when I thought, you know what, the only place I can pull this off is Silicon Valley. So I went to the bank, took out a credit card, um, used that to fly to Silicon Valley. When I was in Silicon Valley, um, I rocked up at this big house in the middle of palo alto which is like the prime place where apple and all them were started in google um and it was like a four-bedroom house um in the middle of the bay area um and i was living in a garage there so there's 18 people in a four-bedroom house all entrepreneurs and i was living in the cheapest room which was in the garage
0: so
2: i was <laughs> living in a garage on bunk beds um, one of them, actually, the guy he lived below me, um, like the bottom bank, he just graduated Y Combinator last year, and he raised uh, what was it three point four million dollars in his seed round. Um, so they're doing very well. So yeah, that alone, living in the garage with those guys, was pretty fun and uh, learned a lot anyway. Um, but I wanted to get myself known. So what I did was I went to the center, like the main street um, in Silicon Valley, and I stood with a sign. Which basically said we're raising investment. Email for pitch deck. Because our name our name Alpaca, the company name. So our logo is an alpaca with sunglasses. So I had an alpaca mask with sunglasses on, and I was standing with a sign in the middle of uh, Silicon Valley, um, like five minutes from Facebook. But everyone's
0: Google. like, why? Why didn't I think of that? You know, why didn't I think of a, a sign and a and a funny mask in the middle of you know? Um, it, I think that's that's great. That's that's the way. To yeah,
2: it's it a it's a good one. Um, yeah, so that, yeah, people coming past taking photos of me, and it starts to go a bit viral out there, and you know, people would recognize you know what we we're doing. Um, so then I started to network quite high. Silicon Valley is just one big network, basically, and you just got to keep going higher until you reach the top. Um, and obviously, Silicon Valley is one of the most rich places in the world. The two hours it gets to get, two hours drive from one end to the other that if it was as a country would be the third richest country in the world. Like there's just wow. so much money out there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And a starting salary, for example, is $125,000, um, starting yeah. salary out, out of university. So, so the, yeah,
0: so the guys, the guys on starting salaries can be investing in companies as well then.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. no, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, after three months, uh, yeah, well, after the sign started to level up quite highly, so managed to meet, for example, rich page, one of the guys you said at Apple is Steve Jobs. Um and yeah, basically after three months, I flew home with the money in the bank account and then COVID hit. Um and yeah, we raised more more money after that. And now we're pivoting again and also raising more money again. So always raising, which is annoying. Uh but yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> That's the story it, of Silicon Valley. It it sounds like it was one of the toughest like moments just before you went to Silicon Valley and you were literally like, right, how, how do I continue running my business sort of thing, and that, and that was the decision you made, like?
2: Yeah, to be honest, that was, if I think about my life, that was the hardest and darkest of all my life. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully it, it will be the darkest ever. I don't yeah. want to go into the worst situation than that. Um, on a personal level, like uh, my, well, I was with my girlfriend for about a year before then, and, and we ended up breaking up, so I, that sort of personal Issue to go with as well, um, and, and yeah, obviously, I my team members, my investors, like riding on me pulling this off. Um, and I remember after you know, holding the sign, going to buy food, and, and food is expensive in Silicon Valley. Like a loaf of bread is seven dollars. <laughs> so I, I was just living off pasta, tomatoes, and onions because they were the cheapest, um, and I was paying for it with my cars And I, you know, I just. I had this gut-wrenching feeling that it was going to go red and I wouldn't be able to eat that night, uh, but luckily it didn't. Um, but that just shows how on the edge um, I was. Um, that was make or break for you and your company? Yeah, I mean, I'm never going to go back into that situation again. Um, no, but that's,
0: that's, you know, when you make it, which you will, um, you're going to always always look back at that and think, you know, um, think that, that it was all worthwhile and that, you know, you'd do it again. Yeah,
2: exactly. It's, it's a good story now because it helps me get investment because yeah. it shows the you know the, the number one attribute in an entrepreneur you want to have is grit because there will be problems which come up um, due to your own fault or or external fault. Um, so you need to get around that and move forward and just not give up and always find the solution. Um, you know, it's so easy for you know something to come up and then people quit or you know they don't handle it very well. So to show investors that you can do that and you have yeah. that. Sort of tenacity to go out there and do it um, is, is very good um so yeah i find it helps now to tell that story to investors they, they actually love it yeah
0: that's a great tip to any like uh, aspiring entrepreneurs that j- just to show grit and not give up and um that that's like that shows it that story shows it completely so yeah thanks for that um i've got another question for you dan uh so you're in the travel industry which is is obviously going to go boom after covid um, it's it's a ticking time bomb, isn't it? Um, but in, in your opinion, is there any other industries that you think are kind of um, on the edge of a precipice of growth or anything like that? Um,
2: I mean, travel's an interesting one in itself of whether like how it will bounce back. Obviously, it is one of the most resilient industries in the world because you know human life. We're always about exploring and adventuring and seeing the world, and that's literally what's you know, allowed us to survive through you know millions of years. Um so it's part of who we are is to seek adventure. Um so it's one industry which will always bounce back, but it's just a matter of when and how. Um so yeah, they think it's probably gonna be like domestic travel or regional travel. So like Europe will obviously open first with the vaccine rolling out. But places like you know, Central Africa, Asia, South America, you know, if they haven't had the vaccine for the two years, you know, they might be closed for even longer. Um, yeah.
0: so it's an interesting
2: yeah. impact. And it's the biggest employer in the world, the travel industry. So yeah, it's going to be huge issues long-term after recovering. Um, but other industries, I think um, everything everything's moving faster to be digital. Um, so, so, yeah, um, a few of my friends are sort of in those type of companies, which is good. Um, so, so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. Um, also, you've got the death of the high street, which is you know, speeding up now. Um, office spaces aren't being used. Everyone's working remotely, which obviously benefits the travel industry because people can just travel and work. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting few you know, few years ahead of you know, how things change after COVID.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: Obviously, you've been traveling a lot, trying to get um, sponsors and fundraising. Be honest, do you think it was a lot more pleasure than work or a good mix or more work than pleasure?
2: <laughs> uh, it's a good mixture of both, to be honest. Um, the last two, almost three years now, actually, I've just traveled and worked with my laptop. Over the last four months um, and the first lockdown of COVID, um, but yeah, even in 2020, I did seven months in Europe. Um, so yeah, I lived in Southeast Asia, lived in California. Um, but it's always both, to be honest. It depends on what I'm doing. If I'm in California, I was working, you know, 24/7, pretty much. You know, waking up at 4 a.m., going to bed at 10, um, and like really just working constantly. Um, other places, it's you know a bit more fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's always. Right.
0: A, how do you find it working from your laptop? Do you, do you kind of work? Um, do you work well in, in kind of loud spaces or do you need to like find somewhere a bit quieter, or a bit more relaxed? Uh,
2: yeah, well, yeah, it depends. Um, yeah. Sometimes your know, Airbnb and you have like your own private you know area. Um, if I say in a hostel, sometimes they have a nice sort of chilled out area um, or ca- cafes. Um, so really depend on co-working spaces, sometimes join. Um, I've got entrepreneur friends all over the world. So I just jump on in their offices, you know, if I'm in Poland or wherever they're based.
1: That's uh, cool. So, yeah. Have little, like your best experience that you've had from travelling?
2: Um, two places stand out, um, Giddy T, which is an island just off of Bali. Um, very, very famous sort of backpacker island, um, really just paradise, really. Um, another one is um, Banff in Canada. If you see these massive mountains, with big lakes, um, it's usually always Canada, um, Banff. Um, it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. Uh, but to be honest, California, I really love. You know, you can be in Silicon Valley, and then you know, within a few hours' drive, you're in you know, the hottest desert in the world in Death Valley. Another few hours, you're in you know, Sequoia National Park with the biggest trees. Another few hours, you're in Sequoia. Uh, sorry, in um, Yosemite, um, which is obviously very, very famous. Um, and then you got, you know, Santa Cruz and all the coastline as well. So it's a really incredible location. Um, in. Yeah, yeah.
0: I definitely want to visit there. I want to, I want to see it now after, after all these stories I've been to, um, Yosemite, but, but, uh, I'd love to kind of explore more around that area kind of Silicon Valley as well.
2: Yeah. Silicon Valley is a whole place of itself as a, I'll tell you an interesting story. Um, when I was pitching on the street uh, and to people, everyone kept telling me, "You need to go to Cougar Night. Go to Cougar Night." I was like, "Okay, what is this Cougar Night?" Uh, so I googled it, and my friends are telling me it's a very, very famous night um, where basically there's loads of stories of you know, wealthy, divorcee California housewives. You know, they've got millions and they just you know take young guys home and they wake up in the morning with a check for you know 500k or whatever. Um so it's very, very famous since the nineties, it's had all these crazy stories. So we went there um and it's on sort of the hillside looking over the Bay Area. A very big hotel and it's got like a bar attached to it. So you go in the bar and there's this massive security guards who like open the door for you dressed in suits, and you go inside, and it's literally like a Bond film. Like there's <laughs> um, you know there's there's uh you know Iranian billionaires, there's uh Russian hookers. To um, yeah, so buy a drink, it's like the cheapest beer was like $20, uh, like a shot was like $25. So it's crazy prices. So you just kind of like buy one drink and sip it and then get <laughs> other drinks the whole night. Um, yeah, yeah, I met some incredible people there as well, uh, loads of entrepreneurs and, you know, high net worth. So yeah, if you go to Silicon Valley, uh, check out Cougar Night.
0: It's <laughs> a good tip. It's a good tip. Sounds like uh, a slight contrast from from Cardiff. From <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be honest, Cardiff is a is a great place to start as an entrepreneur, but you have to go externally to get you know investment and hiring usually. Um, but yeah. we're starting, slowly starting to build up now with successful companies. Um, one of which is one of my good friends who has a university with um, Yoello. Um, they're you know big fintech fintech company now yeah. um, they're about to raise 10 million, um, in the next round um so they're doing very very well so he was in cardiff university with me um so we sort of started together so he's so he's a lot ahead of me right now we kind of failed in a changing but he's uh massive successful um, i've,
0: I've, I've heard cool. of you well is it a bit like uh judo pay or like one of those kind of online payment systems
2: yes yeah, so they built a payment system and as soon as covid hit in they pivoted to uh you know for hospitality so basically you can order from a QR code on the table um and post COVID that's gonna explode because it increased orders by 30 percent. So that, you, yeah. that's
0: they used it in our student union. They built a big um a big outdoor beer tent and yeah. um the the QR codes on the tables were ULO the ULO yeah. app. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that was I mean, the app was great, but the the pints didn't come very quickly. But I'm sure that's not their fault. Yeah,
2: but yeah, they're doing very well. Obviously, they pivoted during COVID as well. Um, they've got a team of, I think it's 40 or more now. Um, whereas when they, you know, a year ago there were just five of them, and now they're 40s. So they've had massive growth. Yeah. Um, so he's a bit stressed, so. We're still we're meeting up every weekend and just having a drink, just to relax a bit. But he's uh, yeah, he's doing very well.
0: That's good. So would you say like Cardiff is, is a good place to start up a company? Would like would you recommend it as an area?
2: Yeah, well, obviously, it's you know, one of the cheapest cities to live in in the UK. And you're only two hours from London. Um, and you know, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of good support and networks. The Welsh government do quite a lot to support people. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's a good, I think it's a good place. Yeah. And also the prices is cheap, so you can, you are know, not paying London prices, um, which you, know, you can't usually afford to do as a startup. Um, uh, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's good.
0: I guess like off, like everything's cheaper, like office space, um, probably wages even like, yeah. So I mean, w-
2: wages is what I was getting at. Yeah. 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 Wages. Okay. yeah.
0: yeah that's, that's good to know. Um, I've got w- one of our last questions is, is a bit of a cliche question. Um, Do do, do you believe entrepreneurship is uh, nature or nurture?
2: Um, I think there are certain attributes that people have which make them great entrepreneurs. Uh, I mean, some of my friends are absolute geniuses, the most clever people I've ever met in my life, Um, but they're not entrepreneurs. Um, So, But they're trying to be. but I've got other mates who, you know, are through and through entrepreneurs, um, you know, and it's just I don't know. Like it's just certain attributes, like I said before, like the the creativeness, the tenacity, the 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 grit. Um, these all key things you need, um, and you know, the ability to adapt and change uh, uh, quickly. Um, so I think it's a bit of both. Obviously, you, you learn and level up. Like I don't know. I think I started off with some key attributes I needed, but the last year I've spent um, at least one whole day a week um, just learning. So I've been on a few different accelerators, reading books, podcasts, all Silicon Valley based and just leveling myself up. Um, so obviously, if you put the time in and start learning and learning from the best in the world, just reading the books and, and, and podcasts, then you can really level up. So definitely both. But I think you need those key attributes, which you, know, you can't learn, um, you naturally have them as well.
0: Definitely, yeah, I, I would agree with that myself as well.
1: Do you think networking is one of the most important parts of becoming an entrepreneur is getting those connections and keeping them? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, put it this way, you know,
2: when I was in Silicon Valley, I met a few people who were in their twenties, well, turned 20 and they'd raised, you know, 5 million, 10 million. Um, and that's probably because they grew up in Silicon Valley and, you know, they already had that network you know, before yeah. <laughs> they even started. Uh, yeah. And also, I came from North Wales and I moved to Cardiff, um, so pretty much started off in no network, I've started to level up now. For example, yesterday I had a chat with a guy, um, he worked with Steve Jobs for about 10 years, uh, he's, he runs now, you know, a billion dollar company. Um, yeah, I mean, we just had a really nice chat and good friends now. Um, you know, Other people I've met, you know, some incredible people like they all seem to know each other. Like I met also the guys in Silicon Valley, they work with Steve Jobs as well. Um I know two people who graduated from Y Combinator now. Um, or three people actually. Um yeah, I mean in my friend group, like everyone's raised between them like hundreds of millions. Um and in my network, you know I know people who are worth billions really in my network. Um so yeah, networking is the number one way to learn and level yourself up. In Silicon Valley, there's a theory around uh, what they call the theory of vibrations, which is everyone's on their own vibrations. And, you know, if you hang out with you know, the five closest people you hang out with, um, if they're all super successful, um, then it's going to level you up because you learn from them and you, you get you know, their sort of energy, their excitement of learning um, and you grow yourself. Um, so that's the number one way to become successful is hanging out with five other really successful people. Um, and just learning from them. Um, so networking is most important for that reason, um, on a personal level, but obviously also for uh, you know putting you in touch with the right people, for investment partnerships, what whatever you need um, as well. So yeah, networking is the most important thing. Um, that's why when you're building a team, you usually have like the tech co-founder who just wants to be alone coding. <laughs> yeah. uh, and you have the other founder who's going out there constantly talking to, you know, thousands of people over the years and, and networking up and raising investment and getting those big partnerships. So it's really good to have those two key people and obviously if you're both, then even better.
0: That's great advice. But I, th- I think being be- being both is like the, you know, the most amazing minds in the world. Like I- I'd be happy with one or the other, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and, uh, yeah. no, but that's, that's really cool how much you value your network and, and how how you kind of attribute that to where you are now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you, you said you were reading some, some new books and stuff. Is there anything that you'd recommend? Um, yeah, um, well, first of all,
2: podcasts, there's one, um, called masters of scale by Reed Hoffman We so be set up, uh, LinkedIn, PayPal. Um, and he, in the podcast interviews pretty much every single successful CEO, um, in Silicon Valley. So you know, Zuckerberg and the Instagram guys. Um, yeah, previous, every, every successful company in the U S he's, he's interviewed them. Um, so yeah, that's a very, very good podcast. I recommend the next is, um, one of his books is called, um, bit scaling. Um, so that's a, another very good one. Uh, I've got a new one now, so I haven't started reading yet. A trillion dollar coach. Um, this one's meant to be really good, um, as well, uh, about about uh, companies, um, but yeah, I mean the big the big thing is I think if you're an entrepreneur, is to get onto an accelerator program, um, because we're on one now called New Chip. Um, I've also joined the Y Combinator online school, um, and on that, you know, you just get hours and hours of lectures on all different topics. And that's a really easy way to learn as much as possible, and a lot yeah. of them are free. Like the Y Combinator one is free. Um, the New Chip one I'm on costs well, it's thirty thousand dollars to get on, but we've got a discount, so only three thousand. But you get um credits so like aws credits by five thousand so you're actually saving money by going on there anyway um but yeah they're just a few things which um, i found useful
0: awesome thank you i think i think that's about it dan uh, yeah it's some amazing topics covered there and uh thank you so much for for, for sharing them with everyone thank, thank you, you yeah. everyone for joining us this week on our first episode of the not so young dumb and broke podcast
1: And join us next week where we'll have another young, exciting guest talking about his journey as well. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.